and Murata Mornings. Social Studies. Brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Great conversation with the D-backs today. The 9 o'clock hour starts with a great conversation with Sarah Cazell and our listeners. They're always great conversations. On social they high are. standards. Yeah. High standards yes. for this one. Hi, Sarah. All right. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. It's so good to hear from you. All right. We are going to Twitter slash X at Bickley underscore Murata. At Bickley underscore Murata. It's where Jarek Carlin posts the questions every single day. I pull my favorite answers. And that's how social studies is born. All right. We are starting with the Diamondbacks. Plenty of D-backs talk today as you guys are out at Salt River Fields. Open-ended question to start us off. What is the most important thing an MLB team must have or do to be successful this season? Wow. That is bottom lining it. Yeah. <laughs> Talent. <laughs> Health. Talent. Non-transparent pants. True. That helps, right? Have you seen, by the way, the trend of all these teams going back to their old pants and jerseys? No. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, yeah. They yeah. are. Oh, yeah. They oh, are. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it starts with talent, and then you you talk into you know coaching and instruction and work ethic and chemistry and all of those things. But it, it you got you got to have good players. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, and you know, and and also I, I think the right collective mindset is is you know in, in talking to Mike Hazen, you're kind of reminded that that it, it's it, it's not going to feel the same, and you're going to have to summon all that motivation. In the doldrums uh-huh. at all. So That's collective yeah. mindset. Yes. Okay. Okay. I dig that. Uh, the most important thing an MLB team must have to be successful in 2024, the real Stallings says great pitching from top to bottom. I thought it was really funny when Hazen said earlier that it's unsettling that he didn't have to completely overhaul the bullpen for the first time <laughs> yeah. in quite some time. Unsettling was the word. Yeah. Desert Rat says the baseball team to be successful needs lots and lots of money. Ryan Wisdom says health. All AZ says owners that spend. And Seabacher44 says the bullpen specifically is a huge key for most successful teams. All right. we uh, there, There's a photo that is going around of Kyler Murray, Corbin Carroll, and Devin Booker all together looking very happy at a baseball event put on by Kevin Durant on Monday, I believe it was. So this photo of the three of them is is making the rounds. And we are asking you guys to name the band. <laughs> Kyler Corbin, Devin Booker. We've got hats. We've got plaid. We've got jewelry. What do we think this band would be called? Um, Book and the Little Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought, and this is cheating because there's already a band with this name, mm-hmm. Young Guns. Okay. Hey, that's good. Ooh, I, I like, like that. that one. That's, 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 that's strong. Okay. I imagine we got a very wide variety of answers on this question. We sure did. Let's dive in. Matthew Huggins says Sub 440. <laughs> Speedy Group. Rolando calls this band Brink of Destiny. Just Saiyan calls them Kyler and the Bridesmaids. 
World Series runner-up. Oh, there you go. NBA Finals runner-up. good. All right. Yeah, just saying. That's that's well done. David Deaton calls them 171 unbothered. <laughs> huh? That's fantastic. That's good. Or it, could, it could be just nine unbothered if he went... Uh, it's just the addition just the as addition. opposed That's to the true. individual numbers. But I, I, I think 171 unbothered sounds better. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Truth Hurts is is staying true to his name. He calls them Ringless in the Valley. Oh. I like this one from Tom. Uh, three Dog Night, D-A-W-G. Ooh, oh, that's oh, a good oh, that's one. That's fantastic. That's a great that's one. Really I hadn't good. seen that one. Uh, and then last one from Verouge. Singling out Kyler Murray here. Kyler and the Goats. Okay. I like it. Okay. We're about to get ruthless here. Like, really ruthless. It's right up your alley, Sarah. Indeed it is. And that's why I'm here to present this question to you. I posted on my Twitter slash X account yesterday. Suns fans. So yesterday was Luka Doncic's birthday. So Suns fans, if you were to give Luka a birthday gift, what would you give him? I'm just. Do you guys want to give him a gift, or do you want me to just rattle off? Uh, I think I. I think I. Uh, I think I went in on a treadmill with Vinny. I think <laughs> we went half seas on a treadmill. That's a. That's a pricey gift. He's he must tired. Really love it. That's, that's, why we we half, that's why we went half seas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A lot of people. If I ever buy a treadmill for anybody. There's. That's breaking news. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and also your face might get broken, so don't do that. <laughs> Somebody bought me a treadmill. Absolutely not. All right. What are you giving Luca for his birthday? Our listeners, <laughs> they had a good time with this. Gabe Fatty is giving him a tech. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Westbrook is giving him monogrammed hankies for his crying to the officials. Okay. Elmer Anthony has a cute little sign that he wants to put up in Luca's house. Um, it's got a gardening tool on it, and it says, a dirty hoe is a happy hoe. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> Tremendous. Grant Hill drinks Sprite. Gave us a clip from, oh, I'm forgetting uh, which Adam Sandler movie it is, but it's 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 a gif of the old man going and stomping out the flaming bag of poo on his uh, doorstep. That's Billy Madison. Billy Madison. There we go. So that's what Grant Hill Drink Sprite wants to give Luca. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. There you go. <laughs> Mexi Papa wants to give Luca a picture of his dad, and it's a photo of Devin Booker. <laughs> a couple more. M.M. wants to give Luca an Oscar for all of his acting. <laughs> Social studies class clown would give him a box of hostess ho-hos. <laughs> uh, and then Eric Butler says it doesn't matter what we give him for his birthday. He'll just complain about it. Oh. That's good. Yeah. There you go. He did celebrate his birthday with a triple-double and a win last night. So. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Luca. From all of us yeah. at Bickley and Morata Morning. And keep yeah, sending, your, keep sending yeah. your birthday gifts and your band names That's right. to Bickley underscore Murata. Please. I like it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, guys. Thanks to everybody who participated in social studies. At Bickley underscore Murata on X is where that happens. You can also text your thoughts at any time during the show or any time during the day to the FanDuel text line at 620-620. Coming up next, we are live at... Salt River Fields, a talking stick, and we've had a lot of different conversations. Front office, coaching staff, pitching staff, position players will reflect on what we learned out here today next. It's Bickley Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Spring Training Coverage presented by Kona Big Wave. D-back Spring Training. Live from Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Bickley and Murata on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. I think for our younger players to realize this doesn't just come along, especially for somebody where we are in the payroll structure, where we are in the structure of the game, um, that the regular season isn't going to come with the excitement and the hype that was every single minute of the playoffs, right? It's back to sort of the, you know, the right. what everybody yeah. loves about baseball. Yeah. But it, but part of that is just the ebbs and flows of the, you know, a Tuesday day game, Wednesday day game somewhere, getaway day. You know, you, you have to – that's not going to come with the artificial hype of, you know, 50,000 people screaming from the from the national anthem on. And I think that's the challenge for young players. However, the benefit to having young players is the energy that they will come out and play the game with. That's something that you can't artificially create either. And I yeah. think that's something that we have for 162-game schedule, why why we should be a good team. That's Mike Hazen, the general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, who joined us earlier this morning out here at uh, Salt River Fields and talked about what the challenge is through his perspective, and he would know. And he hit on something very interesting. The challenge is reminding the young players, young team, that this doesn't happen all the time, that this is uh, not the uh, rule, rather the exception. No doubt. And the goal remains the same. But, you know, the Diamondbacks are not the first and certainly are not the last team that will go through this where they exceed expectations, reach a level they weren't expected to, and now trying to climb that ladder once again. Here here are a couple of examples. And, again, I wrote about this if you want to see it in printed form. think that this is a profound element of this particular group, unique to this group, because so many young players experience this magical ride, and you heard Mike Hazen talk about what might be the pitfalls of it. Okay, Alec Thomas hits that game-tying home run against the Phillies in Game 4, leads to that dramatic victory. He will be lucky if he has a greater at-bat in his lifetime. Um, As I've said before, I happened to be on the field the next day, and I saw him get into the cage for batting pack practice before game five and I could thought to myself can you imagine how great this young man feels first time he's holding a bat after that and so you look at that okay so he's probably never going to be the same from that experience there's the story of Cattell Marte that that Luis Gonzalez has told a couple of times that when Cattell Marte kind of was snubbed from the all-star game he was really really bothered by it and Gonzo said listen man the all-star game it's nice it doesn't matter what you do no one's going to remember you were in the all-star game carry this team in the postseason, people will remember that. Mm-hmm. And Gonzo will tell you that his face lit up and he vibed around that whole idea. And then what, was it 20 consecutive games reaching base in the playoffs? Whatever it was. So, so then the there's hit. that guy. With a hit, not just reaching right, base. Right, with, right, yeah. with a hit. It was a hitting streak, exactly. And, and then you look at Geraldo Perdomo, who sat down with us. Geraldo Perdomo, I could not believe how comfortable he was in the postseason. Yeah, How I mean, good he was. And he, in that conversation, he wasn't making things up. He statistically, in 2022, the year he was pressed into that extended duty, he was statistically the worst hitter in baseball. And people pointed it out. And for him to make the strides that he, that he made, also, not just with the bat, and as you pointed out, especially in the postseason, he was special in the postseason. And those at-bats, extending at-bats, working counts, very important to what the Diamondbacks were doing. But he got better defensively, too. He did, he's, yeah. I think he's such an underrated player. Oh, my goodness. He, he made that. that I l- think for our young. 
My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he made that leaping grab against the Brewers in a huge situation. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. And then you can go on down the list. Brandon Fott. Fott. <laughs> uh, what he did. Uh, you remember what we thought about when he was given the ball in a couple of those situations. Like, is he really capable of this? Mm-hmm. Can he get into the fifth inning? Well, can- when we talked to Brandon Fott a couple of weeks ago when spring training opened, it was very interesting for him because his major league career started last May on a mound in Arlington, Texas against the Rangers. He gave up four home runs in that game. Yeah. And Brent Strom talked about it. That was one thing early on in Brandon Fott's rookie season that was not sustainable was the terminology he used. You couldn't give up that many long balls. Mm -hmm. And for him to come full circle, to keep the ball in the ballpark, to do what he did in the postseason and for it to end again with another good performance against the Rangers in the World Series. Mm -hmm. How about that journey? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) And, and, And mix in three trips to Reno. In, on, in top of that, yeah. on top of that, and then you then you throw in a guy like Corbin Carroll, obviously, who is sort of like the leader of this young youth movement. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. didn't necessarily have the flash. He had a lot of success. He had 18 hits and 11 RBIs in 17 games. So there's this collective um, succeeding at the pinnacle that I, I have to imagine is going to be uh, have immense power uh, in, in, in sort of fueling these guys and letting them know what they're capable of. And, and I just can't imagine. Imagine a a, a, um, a situation of adversity, whether it's a losing streak, whether it's a bad series in a hostile environment, where they can't draw on that mm-hmm. and find strength in that. So that's one of the really cool things about this team. It's it, and and I've said this before, but it sometimes you finish second and it's a burden. Sometimes you finish second, you, you can't get the motivation to get back going again. Sometimes you're a veteran team and you just wasted an opportunity and you're ticked off about it. I really think that there is a, a, a residual tailwind that these guys are going to draw on that's going to be very beneficial to this team. Well, Mike Hazen also is very realistic about things, too, which he, he tends to be, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's so good at his job. But, you know, pointing out last year, uh, you know, when things went south, nine-game losing streak, and everybody threw dirt on the coffin of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and, you know, he's expecting a similar stretch. You know, he mentioned you know, what happens when we lose seven in a row. Baseball is such a long season. It's such a grind. Even the best teams go through those swings. I mean, that team, this year's team, when that happens, that swoon, that skid, whatever yep. word you want to yep. use, happens, they're going to be so much more prepared for it no on, what, on what's it. on the other side. No doubt about it. Now, here was uh, Mike Hazen talking about the professionalism of this year's team when he sat down with us earlier. I think what we what we felt like we had with when we were getting Gino, uh, bringing in Jock, um, obviously now with a full year of Paul Seawald, like, it, it, those guys are incredible professionals that have been around multiple teams that have been through winning environments I think they add a level of comfort and consistency for the younger players when the ups and downs hit and I think that's what we battled last year like when we went down in July it we 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 went down hard and and we almost didn't come out of the crater yeah but I, I do credit guys like Tommy Pham and guys that we brought in at the Paul at the deadline obviously Longo is here too that really helped I think even out some of that stuff for some of our younger players because they're gonna go through the ups and downs when you have a young team that the inconsistency is 
is can be the death sentence sometimes. Yeah, I'll say this, and this might sound like really Pollyanna, and I, I, I usually feel this way when we get this kind of access to the Arizona Diamondbacks every spring or right. years past when it was at FanFest. Right. This is an infinitely likable group of guys. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I mean, from yes. top to bottom. And and don't think that that isn't a reason for their popularity locally. It's, it's one of those underrated things, likability. Hard to define it, but it's generally good dudes who aren't afraid to, to share with the fans and smile and look like they're having a good time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is a likability is one of the definite assets of this team. I mean, how, how nice a guy is Ryan Thompson? I said when How he wa- great of a storyteller is Ryan Thompson? <laughs> when he walked away, I said, when I heard him uh, say that when he was a kid, they wrote down the rosters of every major league team. Yeah. Like the twelve-year-old nerd in me, that yeah. my face lit up. I, yeah. I would have been, I, I would have been really good friends with Ryan Thompson. If I, I would have been just a little bit younger. I would have been outside that backyard. Hey, can I play? Because who didn't do that? When oh, you, if you grew up, like. Uh, Loving baseball. Yep. Every kid picked up a bat and tried to imitate the stance of from, their from favorite Willie player. Stargell all the way on down. Yeah, because batting stances are like snowflakes, and no two are the same. And yeah, yeah. They're, what, what was your favorite one to do when you were a kid? Oh, I used to. I mean, gosh, you could name Pete Rose. I'm gonna really age myself. Rod Carew had a really funky yes. swing. For me, I growing up in New York. Mine was Roy. Remember Roy White. Yes, I do. Funky stance yeah. with the toes pointed. Yeah, right. And then the other non-Yankee, Willie Montanez. Oh, sure. Because he used to flip the bat. That's right. He at, did. He did. You know where my two, bat flipping became a thing. My two favorite ones. Now, obviously, I'm much, much younger than you two. You're not but, that much younger, Jerry. I, I know. Uh, Juan, Juan Gonzalez. Remember how he used to hold his bat over the top of his head? Yes. And then uh, Gary Sheffield. The wiggle of the bat. Do you yeah, think I just of, saw footage of Gary Sheffield hitting uh, batting practice with a cigar in his mouth at, at yes. age fifty something. He's fifty going something, deep. and he's just yeah. jacking the ball. That man's out of the not the hall. Of, him not being in the Hall of Fame and Foreigner not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Those are the two greatest snubs going on right now. Foreigner's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Can you believe that? Dolly Parton's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Foreigner deserves it, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Dolly Parton is a national treasure. The Rock and Roll. That is correct. But so is Lou Graham. So, yes. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, at least, is very political, isn't it? It's all about, like, who will show up to the ceremony and kiss the ass of the whatever. Do you think people uh, still do that? Do you think kids, young people, still imitate batters' stances? Is there even any signature ones you can think of? Oh, yeah. Like like Bick said, everyone's a snowflake now. Yeah, I just don't think that... I, I just mean, don't hang around many kids. Well, yeah, and I'm not sure <laughs> oh, I'm not sure that, you know, it, listen, it, it's, there's just not the same amount of kids playing baseball. That's obvious. That's true. But you don't think there's some kid somewhere that's imitating Craig Kimbrell? Oh, without a doubt. Stance? Yeah, without a doubt. And then also turning around quickly after he gives up a home run? Well, and, and, right. <laughs> oh, 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 that's fantastic. All righty. Uh, coming up next, it's Thursday. We're on uh, location at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick, but that will not stop us. From playing Mock My World, we'll do it straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are Bickley and Murata mornings. The Bickley and Murata half is at Salt River Fields this morning. Have you warmed up at all? 
We're yeah, good. A bit. Yeah, yeah. There no, we go. good, man. Vic it's has good. lost the uh, the outer la- layer. His his, uh, his heavier jacket is now off. Yeah. Right. Tre- Tremendous. I'm, st- I'm still going jacket hoodie. It's a good jacket. It's a good hoodie. I saw it on uh, oh, our Twitter you. account. Thank you. At Bickley underscore Murata. I, I like it. I dig the, the multi-fabric situation you got going. It's, right. just, a, it's just a warmth thing. It's, the fashion was not considered. Well, Vinny is a fashionista. Well, you know that. <laughs> you fell into it, Vince. Own it. All right. Uh, let's go to our website, ArizonaSports.com. We are looking at today's poll question. Bradley Beal questionable for tonight's game. I think most of us would be surprised if he actually plays against the Rockets tonight. We are Ever, asking. Evergreen saying. Yeah, yeah. Most of us would be surprised. We're asking, how concerned are you with his health? One, get to the playoffs and we'll see. Two, what's the deal with this hamstring? (laughs) Three, lost cause. He is a lost cause or I am not worried. Yeah, probably two. Yeah, I'm going the full Seinfeld. What is What's the deal, the deal with, with Bradley Beal? I mean, really? <laughs> okay, I thought there would be more of that. Uh, that's that's the third most popular response really? right now. Yes, 39% are calling Bradley Beal a lost cause. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy, holy, that's some holy smoke right there. 34% say get to the playoffs and we'll see. 20% want to know what is the deal with his hamstring. (laughs) 7% say they are not worried. I'm worried. 7% not worried. That's not not good. 7% unbothered. (laughs) All right. Thank you, sir. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it, you just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? Ah, uh, Mock My World is back. I don't know if we've... Have we ever done this while we weren't all in the same No, place? I don't think so. Yes, of course. Same, have same. we? Have you ever heard of the oh, pandemic yeah, that's 2020? Right. <laughs> Not with Sarah. Sarah has never participated in Mock My World without all of us in the same place. She was here in 2020. Yeah, it's foggy. I don't remember. I don't. Apparently, I don't either. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, my computer uh, is not cooperating, oh. Jared. So uh, l- the last time we played this, uh, two Thursdays ago. Yes. What the hell did we do again? I <laughs> didn't remember myself, but it was the day after Valentine's Day. So we uh, did all things love, love, love. And Sarah Cazell ran away with it with forty-nine point eight percent. Let's go. With all you need is love. Jennifer Love Hewitt, I think that was the winner. Hart and Kevin Hart. My whole team rules. Wow. Second place was Vince, third place Dan, and fourth and last, myself. You don't know job, anything Barrett. about love, Jared. I'm a, I'm a fighter, not a lover. <laughs> I'm nor a yes. lover, nor a fighter. Right. Uh, so Jared will have the first pick today. And our uh, topic today, we're going, we're going calendar theme again yeah. in the month of February. This bonus right. day. Thank goodness we get an extra day this month. It's leap day. We're going with the most the famous leaps. Famous leaps. Yeah, however you want to This is it. very, very open to interpretation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to go, wherever you want to go with it. Jarrett will have the first pick. Jarrett. Bick, you'll go second. I will go third. Sarah will go fourth. Wonderful. Four-round snake-style draft. Jarrett, what do you got? Okay, I'm starting off with the moon landing, otherwise known as one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. All right. Never just, happened, by the way. Just don't be but... gooned up during the moon landing. <laughs> no. I've been told by many people that it, that, that never happened, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Gooned happened up on, on a soundstage. Stop talking no. to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, with my pick, I am going to take the famous Lambo Leap. Ah, oh, you took mine. Do you remember who uh, did it first? Brett Favre? Nope. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I, uh, I don't. Leroy Butler. Oh, okay. he was the uh, first one. The father of the Lambo. Fasha. <laughs> He the was Faja. Austin Powers Faja. <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to go movies here. Okay. One of my favorite movies. Harrison Ford's Peter Pan Leap Off the Dam in The oh, Fugitive. Oh, in The Fugitive. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. All right, Sarah. <laughs> you took all of my good ones. Okay. Big leaps. I am going to take the Diamondbacks from 2021 to 2023. <laughs> that was a pretty big you leap. You said it's open That's for right. interpretation. Oh, yeah. yep. And then I am going to take the invention of the iPhone. Huge leap in technology. All right. I like the way you're nice. attacking this. Very nice. I'm going to go. I'm going to create strife within the voting ranks on this show. <laughs> Let's go. When I pick... Dan Bickley and the leap of faith Dan Bickley took over 10 years ago when he left his background as a newspaper writer <laughs> to go fantastic. fully digital and join this show. That's Woo! fantastic. Give me the title now. Yeah, that's, I, right. that's fantastic. I'm voting for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That I, much. No, I told you. I'm voting for you. Sorry I took your pick. <laughs> that's Actually, funny. maybe if you wouldn't pick this, that would be a bad thing. <laughs> that's true. Good point. Uh, your pick, Ben. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, I will take uh, Walter Payton's goal line. Oh, that's a good one. You got two football-related ones. Walter Payton's the first guy I can remember. That Doing that. Popular, yeah. it, it doesn't exist anymore because we have the tush push. Right. That's right. Now but when they outlaw the tush yeah. push, maybe the Payton leap comes, comes back. back. Right. Jarrett, what do you got? Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the catch. Dwight Clark Whoa. certainly had to leap to catch that in yeah. his catch in the end zone. And then tell me if this this qualifies as a leap because it was assisted by a motorcycle. But uh, Evil Knievel's jump over Snake River Canyon. I'll give it to you. All right. It's a little bit of a stretch, but Vinny's already adjudicated. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's good. Man, I loved me some Evil Knievel when yeah. I was Oh, yeah? All right. So many Evil Knievel uh -huh. toys. Uh-huh. Wasn't he an awful human being? I don't know, but what a cool name. <laughs> remember his interviews with Jim Rome? How epic they were? You remember that, don't what you? What is up, Evil you know, Knievel? You know the hell I am? Love that guy. Love that guy. What is up? Oh, it's my turn again? It sure is. Oh, okay. Uh, Jump Around by House of Pain. Hey! Ooh. That's fun. It's always fun. Very good. I'm going to go with uh, a popular television show from years past, Quantum Leap. What Ooh. a great show. Starring Man. Scott Bakula. Deep Stockwell. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> Scott Bakula. Uh, Sarah, you got two more picks. Oh, good. I definitely <laughs> have two written down to draft from, for sure. Uh, you know what? Do I... the one that you told me in... in... Come on, Fred. I mean, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I haven't given up yet. That's Where's right. Tim Ring to make your last pick for you? <laughs> okay. I am going to take Carrie Strug's epic vault nice. at the 1996 Olympics. Strug vault. On that messed up ankle. Yep. 
And then I will take another sports one. I will take Jaden Daniels' leap from kind of flaming out at ASU to Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, that one doesn't hurt at all. I'm sorry. That was not intended to be uh, pointed. Uh, I'm going to go... I've got the movie. I've got the TV show. i got to go music now. Might as well jump. There you go. Van Halen. Jump. Go ahead and jump. <laughs> God, it's such a huge album. Oh, my God. There was not a kid in my school that didn't have the VH logo drawn on their folders at school. Everybody had it. Yeah. I wasn't even yeah. that big of a fan yeah. when I drew it. Right. Uh, Beck, your last pick? Uh, so many places to go. I've got so many good options, and I do not know which one to get uh, to pick. Uh, but, I, but I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go... Oh, man. I think I'm going to go... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Fred. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, quick with uh, okay, that one, I, I am going to go with Vince Carter's Olympic dunk. Ooh, oh, that's, that's a good nice. one. Do you remember the victim? Frederick Weiss? Yes. Wasn't Machu Iberflus? Oh! See, they always said uh, in soccer, when you dribble the ball through somebody's legs, it's a nutmeg. Yeah. I think Vince Carter's dunk over Frederick Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of hits the definition a little closer. I think a little yeah, closer. a little bit. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Jarrett? Well, this is an interesting one. Because I want, I'm going to go with... See, nah. Evil Knievel. Well, I was going to go, I want, uh, as a former long jumper myself. Yay. The world record long jump holder. Do you know the name of the person who has it? Well, it, Jared, it, the hurricane it, it, it was Harlan. once Bob Beeman, okay. but I think it's been passed, right? This yeah. is exactly it. I'm going to go with Bob Beeman. Okay. Because he set the record and is by far the most famous one and held the record for 23 years. It was beaten by someone named Mike Powell. Mm-hmm. But Bob Beeman is the more famous. There you go. Carl Lewis is a pretty good long jumper, oh, too. Oh, yeah. That's true, but he yeah. didn't Yeah, didn't beat Bob Beeman. All right, so are we done? We're That's done. It. So I had, two, I had two ones that I really wanted, but I wasn't sure how they'd rate, if you will. Okay. Fonzie jumping the shark with yeah. his motorcycle. Oh, Did you? But it's also... Like, I love Happy Days, and it's still part of the lexicon, but it's also the death of Happy Days. That is true. <laughs> it was such a terrible episode. That is true. Um, have you ever heard Have you ever heard um, um, Henry Winkler talk about how he was the worst motorcycle rider in the world? No. And so he literally had to ride the motorcycle for like 20 seconds in his role as Fonzie. He said he almost killed people. <laughs> he, was, they were, he was riding in the studio. He couldn't control it. Almost took out producers. The only thing I can think of Henry Winkler talking about now is his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last one, the cow that jumped over the moon. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are good. All right, Jared's got the moon landing, Dwight Clark's the catch, Evil Knievel's jump over the Snake River Canyon, and Bob team. Beeman. Bick's got the, uh, the Lambo leap, Walter Payton's touchdown leap, jump around by House of Pain at Vince Carter's uh, Olympic dunk. I've got the fugitive leap off the dam by Harrison Ford. I've got Dan Bickley's leap of faith. <laughs> <laughs> Quantum leap and jump by Van Halen. Sarah's got the D-backs leap in 2023. Uh, the invention of the iPhone, the Kerry Strug vault, and Jaden Daniels leap to win the Heisman. There you go. There's uh, 
A very interesting round. Mock my world. We'll get this up on X. You determine the winner at Bickley underscore Murata. Some final thoughts as we wrap things up here from Salt River Fields and Talking Stick on this Thursday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. Uh, hold on, I gotta enter my code to get into my Apple Music. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, how's everybody? How's everybody doing? Where's my Jared's got my back. Oh. Is this just a bumper or is this a real song? No, this is a real song. This is Allison Chains, man. I don't know if it has lyrics or not. This is, yeah, this is, uh, um, Oh man, I, I I know the lyrics. It's about it's about moving to California when you're a grunge star in Seattle and you're used to the rain. Sing a little bit for Something us. Something my brain. All right, got, check I got, my I'm brain. ready to go. Check okay, here we go. Brain. Go. That's it. There we go. <laughs> uh, shut up, Beavith. Track two, 1984, the mega album. Actually, yeah. it wasn't really... 33 Minutes of yeah. Goodness. It's one of the shortest albums you'll ever find, and it is fantastic. Nine songs. It's great. Nine songs. Yeah. Uh, Jump by Van Halen. Today's song today. After a long delay. <laughs> Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, Vinny, real quick trivia question for you. If I said You know the, I love trivia. Yes. If I said Holston's Restaurant, what comes to mind? H-O-L-S-T-E-N apostrophe S. Holston's Diner. The best onion rings in the whole state, in my opinion. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> well, the booth from the final scene of The Sopranos is up for auction on eBay. That is it booth really? where The Sopranos were sitting. Yes. They're selling that booth. $25,300 the bid has gone up to. Wow. Yep. So the restaurant is ripping it out for renovations, and they're selling that booth. Very good. I, yeah, I, I'm amazed that you that nailed the, that. Yeah, the last scene, Sopranos. Yep. And uh, my Sopranos journey is complete. I don't know if I mentioned it on the air. I mentioned it to you off the air. I watched uh, Many Saints of Newark. You did. Eh, yeah, a little disappointing. Totally agree. It was totally so agree. loosely connected, even though it had some of the same characters. It did, but... It felt like they shoehorned in anything that was, like, Sopranos directly connected. All right. I, I told Vic this. I'll tell you this, Jared. Like, that's not the Sopranos origin story I wanted to see. Like, they touched on Tony's childhood and adolescence, but they kind of, like, glazed over his, like, weird relationship with his parents. And then they focused on... This character who was mentioned in The Sopranos but never appeared in this right. episode, this uncle that he supposedly idolized, I think was, he was definitely more influenced by his parents mm-hmm. through the, throughout the course of the series. I think they missed the boat. And they weirdly had Christopher narrating the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like he was the one guy available from the cast that could come back. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, eh, not the yeah. movie, not the movie, no, I I, not eh. the movie I wanted. 
Uh, so we're wrapping up our day here at the Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Listen to this guest list. Brent okay. Strom. I said to you when we talked to Brent Strom, I could sit and listen to Brent Strom talk about baseball for a day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Guy has seen it all. Yeah, uh, just his uh, attitude. <laughs> Worked with them all. Yes, his attitude. Uh, hardcore. D- d- willing to admit I've got fat fingers. Didn't like going out to get Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't have anything yeah. for you. I'm just buying time until the guy who's coming in for you is ready to go. Uh, Mike Hazen joined us. We talked to Tommy Henry and Ryan Thompson from the Diamondbacks pitching staff. We talked to Geraldo Perdomo. Talked to Christian Walker. And again, you know, I, I said this. Um, this is a very likable group of guys. We didn't even mention, like, Corbin Carroll. I don't know if Corbin Carroll's name came up today in any of our conversations, but that's where you start. We just witnessed, and I don't know if it, it, it's really sunk in for everybody. Corbin Carroll just put forth one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen. To the point where and, and he, was he just reached a, statistical yeah. benchmarks nobody's ever reached as a rookie. That's a great point. And Corbin Carroll, even though he did that historic stuff, he was just a he was just one of the guys in the playoff run. You're exactly right. That's and he had that great start. He was the guy that got it all going against the Brewers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, he was good. He wasn't great. It was everybody else around us. So you're right. Very curious to see what we get out of him this year. Yeah. I wonder yeah, what yeah. his ceiling is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, could he be a 35 home run guy? Could he? I mean, could he increase the number of stolen bases? Yeah, because there were times. I mean, the Diamondbacks. Could he? Could he grimace any harder going from first to third? You ever see him, Jared? Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's a question uh-huh. for you. That uh, photo that was circulating from Kevin Durant's boardroom, MLB boardroom dinner yeah. that happened on Monday. Yes. One of the photos was Kyler Murray with Corbin Carroll and Devin Booker. How would you rank them in terms of Valley star power right now, one to three? Yeah, if you had to take a baseball player, a quarterback, and an NBA star? No, I'm no, just, just uh, yeah. in Valley star power right now, those three, one, two, three. Oh, how you would rank them? Yes. Oh, oh I got you. Yes. Well, Book is one. I, I think Corbin is two and Kyler is three right now. That's exactly my Yeah. But yeah, uh, number, people, people who were at the ASU the game. People were at the ASU game last night. Said Kyler Murray was introduced at halftime. The reaction was kind of mixed. Really? Yeah. Seems a little bit. That normally, haters are out of control. That normally happens when he gets introduced to Suns games too. Oh, okay. Did you? Uh, I, were you notified on whose seat he was in? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, was I was too. Come to think Kyler of it, Murray was sitting come in. Come to think of, I was Ray Anderson's old seat. Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't are, you, are you announcing something? New athletic director, <laughs> yes, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Wow. Press conference today at 1230. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to do that's it to fantastic. us again. Thanks to all of our guests uh, from the Diamondbacks. Brent Strom, Mike Hayes, and Tommy Henry, Geraldo Perdomo, Ryan Thompson, Christian Walker. Thanks to Casey Wilcox for setting it our up. Guy Casey. Thanks to Jamal, Paul, Samantha, Jarrett, and Sarah back in the studio. We'll catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke are up next.